Welcome to A Voice for the Kids, Child USA's podcast series with newsmakers, experts, and survivors. Child USA is a nonprofit think tank that puts the best social science with the best legal analysis to end child abuse and neglect. Thanks for joining today. So I, I am really delighted to welcome today uh, three people who have been put through the ringer because of abuse by Nick Carter. And yes, I'm talking about that Nick Carter. So um, it's Backstreet Boys. It is a guy who has tons of followers and supporters, um, but he's also been a perpetrator. So we want to talk to, we're, we're blessed today to have two survivors. This will be informative. Um, but it's also going to make you mad when you hear of some of the stuff that's happened. So, uh, so let's start out. We have um, Shay has joined us for the purpose of um, not just explaining what happened um, to some degree, but also telling us about harassment and what is it like to go through this very difficult process when you're also dealing with autism. So, uh, so Shay has written a, a short statement, and so we're going to kick off with that, and then we'll be talking also with uh, Melissa and Jerry Schulman, and uh, who have uh, just uh, tremendous insights into this. So, Shay, I'm going to kick it off for you if you'd like to read your statement. Okay. So, um, it's um, it's a it, it's a letter to the world from Shay. And it says, um, dear whole world, the people who say they aren't bullying or harassing survivors, if you've ever called a survivor a liar, called them names, given out or posted personal information about them online, created social media accounts about them for the whole purpose of making them feel bad or just to be mean, or have even seen a survivor cry while telling their story and said they're crying fake tears, you are bullying or harassing survivors and you need to please stop. To the good people who see the harassment and do nothing, Please stand up for us and with us. Your support is needed now more than ever. You might not think your support doesn't make a difference, but it does. When we survivors are constantly getting negative comments daily, it's that one comment of support that makes the biggest difference. I've been told I'm just an accident that people drive by, that I need to disappear, that I need to get it through my thick autistic school. I've even been asked how I can sleep at night being a liar. I'm not a liar and I don't sleep well at night. I have nightmares and flashbacks about when I was sexually assaulted and almost always wake up crying. It has only gotten worse since the harassment started. Those of us who have been brave enough to come forward about Nick have been called liars, fame seekers, thirst buckets, groupies, crazy, and so much worse. We're none of those things. We're human beings. Most of the online harassment and bullying that me and my survivor sisters are getting is from um, people that are organizing attacks against us specifically for coming forward about Nick. All you need to do is look up the hashtags BSB on top, Melissa Schumann's a liar, Ashley Smashley, Music and Sunshine, or I stand with Nick Carter to see it's the truth. It's okay if you don't believe us, but what they're doing and how they're treating us is in no way okay. A couple of them said that we deserve it for lying and are trying to destroy an innocent man. Nothing would ever make anyone deserve the way the trolls are treating us. We're not lying and we've never changed our story. 
The way my therapist and other survivors have described it to me is it's called repressed memories. It happens a lot with trauma survivors. To the people in the entertainment industry, law enforcement positions and legal positions who are covering for, helping to cover up or simply uh, ignoring known predators and sexual assault, please be part of the solution and not the problem. You have the power to make a difference. To organizations like Child USA, Rain, and Safe Bay, and also the people in them like Marcy, and to judges and senators and law enforcement who are believing and helping to give a voice to sexual assault survivors, thank you. Thank you for seeing us. Thank you for hearing us. And thank you for standing with us. And thank you for believing us. If the world had more people like you, it would be a better place. Nick is not an innocent man. We're not trying to destroy him. We're trying to protect others. Nick tried to destroy all of his survivors when he did the things that he did to us. And he underestimated our strength. We stand together and we always will. Sincerely, Shay. Shay, that is beautiful. Um, I can imagine it took a while to put that all together. Yeah, I just, people don't understand, like, it's hard enough to come forward, but like, and like, it's okay if you don't believe us and you want to call us liars, but when it's organized and they're specifically making social media accounts for the whole purpose to expose us, as they say, when there's nothing to expose and harass us, it's a whole nother level of harassment where it's like, you know, like, I don't know how to explain it. People don't understand. And they're like, you just need to get over it. Like, you don't get over it. Like, it sticks with you as much as you try for it not to. And yeah. they they recently, um, I know that they have um, doxxed um, all of us in some way or another. Um, they've tried to dox me more, but they haven't been able to. But they actually, um, they have gotten people to, three that I know of, to pretend to be my friend and that I could trust them for the whole purpose of giving information to Nick and his camp and are trying to use that information to say that I'm lying and that I'm changing my story. And it's just, there's no, it's almost like there's no reasoning. It's like, no matter what you say, oh. they're not gonna believe you, so. I don't know. No, it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, it's typical that perpetrators push back on their victims. I mean, uh, priest perpetrators have sued their victims for defamation. Uh, there is, and have been told that if you tell anybody you're going to hell and powerful people in Hollywood use their power, if they're a perpetrator to find a way to shut everybody up. So, so let, let me ask, um, Melissa, um, who is, who leads a public life. Um, she is uh, an actor and singer, and it's, uh, it's really great to have you on today, Melissa. Thank you so much for, for having me. And most importantly, giving a platform for Shay that is safe so she can be heard and treated with respect. Um, cause I think that, um, she, she deserves it. So, um, I'm just so proud of you, Shay. I know how hard this was for you today. So, so Melissa, you're a sister survivor. 
I am. And, um, and your husband, uh, Jerry is on with us. It's actually my dad. Oh, your dad. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's okay. I knew that at one point in history. So let me go there's back. A of, you're, there's you're, a lot of people involved. So you're, you're not, you're not married to a distinguished older man. I'm, I'm relieved <laughs> at that. That's good. That, that's a good plan. Okay. Okay. Marcy, get back with the program. Uh, so, um, your dad, Jerry is on and, uh, he has been also, um, you know, thrown under the bus in some ways by this whole problem. So I'm going to get to talk to him in a minute. But what I'd like to hear from you, Melissa, is uh, one, um, can you tell us the year that it happened? Um, and then uh, when you came forward and then what the reaction was? Sure. So um, I was a sexu- I was sexually assaulted by Nick Carter in 2003. Uh, he and I were filming a movie called The Hollow. Um, he invited me over to hang out with him at his apartment just to hang out and play video games. And without going into great detail, um, he assaulted me numerous times that night. Um, I was a virgin. Um, I believe that now looking back, hindsight being 2020 and after speaking to other survivors um, who have suffered the same by him, um, there's definitely a pattern. There seems to be a pattern. Um, I did try, I did want to actually go to the police at the time. I actually confided, you had mentioned that people, powerful people in the entertainment industry and the lengths that they go in order to silence people. And, um, I actually confided in my manager at the time, um, about what happened. And, uh, he told me that, uh, he would basically go and, um, uh, reach out and see if he can help me get uh, legal counsel to 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 represent me. He came back and then told me that uh, that Nick had the most powerful litigator in the country. Um, I did not ask him and and that I wouldn't be able to afford legal counsel to basically counter this litigator that he had. I did not ask him at the time the name of this litigator. I trusted my manager at that time. Um, I believe that he had my best interest involved. I was also only 18, um, very young. And uh, I later found out after coming forward that it was Marty Singer, who was his uh, his uh, litigator at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yes, and and now subsequently, so many years later, I find out that that very manager, Nils Larson, has been accused of uh, sexual assault of a minor. Um, uh, in a pedophile ring in Hollywood. Great. Um, and people can look that up. Um, I, I can't remember right now. I'm blinking mm-hmm. on the survivor. Um, but anyway, so, so I finally came forward in 2017. It was at the height of the me too movement. Um, I, and so if I could just yes. quickly, so, so did the me too movement, the message, you know, of the me too movement has come forward. Mm-hmm. Is is that what is that what led you to come forward, or did you first talk to lawyers and find out about whether or not you could get justice if you came forward? It was it was pretty much all of the above. So after I had confided in my manager, I had never gone to talk to a attorney um, after because I wasn't I was just in a place of trying to move on. I was convinced that. It was something I could just put behind me. 
um, that it was over, uh, just to move on with my life, try to find forgiveness was like a big thing that I worked on for years was trying to find forgiveness for him, mm. uh, for what it is that he did to me. Um, that was okay. for, for your own health. I take it. Yes. And, and yeah. as a Christian, it's kind of a cornerstone of my, my faith is forgiveness. And so, um, that's how I per- pursued my healing for so long. Um, but, uh, in 2017, it was kind of, a uh, a bunch of those things. So it was not even just the, the message of the Me Too movement. I was triggered by the amount of uh, people coming forward in the news every single day and hearing the details. And I started to actually have physical manifestations of PTSD, things that Mm -hmm. I had never at least noticed in the past being younger. Um, And I just got to a point where I had lots of, uh, I guess, nervous breakdowns, crying to my husband. Um, I, that's when I wrote my blog, which is where I detail what happened to me. And that was the first time I had ever actually written out what I experienced that night. I had spoken to my therapist about it, but it was the first Mm -hmm. time I had actually written it down on paper. And I don't know how else to explain that experience of what that did for me, but I'm now been married for 15 years been with my husband for 17. And as a then 33 year old woman, I'm 37 now to be able to write that out and stand back for myself as a woman, it was at that moment that I was like, even though my therapist had given me the verbiage that I was raped, I was told that it was rape. It wasn't really until that moment that I was even, I was like, whoa, yeah, this was not normal. This was not okay. This was clearly not consensual. And this was, I was raped. So, um, uh, and then it was, uh, I released my blog uh, with the support of my husband, Brandon Hengel. And, um, and that was kind of the beginning of the chaos. Yeah. So, and, and chaos it is. Um, yeah. So you not only had the issue of, I mean, first of all, it's hard enough to be a survivor and the trauma works its way through the system, both psychologically and physically. Um, And of course, about a third of survivors have PTSD and PTSD symptoms. And you're prime example of that. So Melissa, you know, this is, um, first of all, uh, it's a story nobody knows. I'm going to say that when I told my staff that we were doing a podcast about uh, Nick Carter as a perpetrator to a person around the table, they said, that can't be true. I said, really? Well, you know, that's what they said about the priests early on. That just can't be true. And by the way, it's really true. Um, So... Could you describe for us the reactions that you got online from that blog post? Oh boy, it was overwhelming. Well, firstly, I will I will admit that my dad actually could speak more to the initial reaction uh, because I was in such a severe state. I could. I was basically curled up in the fetal position for like three days. Could not eat. I was shaking. I was like I. I, when I posted my blog, I didn't go to the press. I posted a blog and it was a new blog that I had just started. Nobody followed it. Um, I released that for myself because I was tired of 
frontward facing, acting mm-hmm. like I liked the guy, that he was a good person, that this didn't happen to me. I was tired of having, I was tired with it. So I was like, I'm just going to, I just want to live my life in, in the truth of what I've experienced in the way that it really is. And, um, and then it got worldwide uh, media attention. Um, I had news reporters showing up at my doorstep. I had to sneak out of my backyard and go hide at my mom's house. I was scared for my life. I didn't know what Nick was going to do to me. I didn't know what he was going to say about me. At that point, he hadn't even released his PR statement. And for me, I have to say this, when when the his publicist released his statement and he admitted that he did something to my body and called it consensual. That was the first time Nick had ever admitted that he ever did something to me. I had actually confronted him after what happened and he lied and told me nothing happened. I, I now looking back suspect that I was perhaps roofied based yeah. off of some of the things that I experienced, the confusion, feeling incredibly tired, the fact that why would he even think that he could lie to me and tell me that nothing mm-hmm. happened that night? Yep. So there's, there's a lot there that I'm even still processing. So, right. um, so again, going kind of towards the initial reaction online, my dad was kind of watching that more than me because I couldn't, I was, my husband was just working on getting me to eat and drink at that point. So, so, so Jerry, uh, describe to us what the online reaction was uh, when Melissa posted her blog. Well, once the media got a hold of it, which took about a day or two, in fact, you know, the panic after releasing the blog, at least that, that portion of the blog, um, you know, there was there was great consternation uh, mm-hmm. on Melissa's part in regards to what the what the repercussions were going to be. Um, uh, she didn't allude to it, but the fact one of the other reasons beyond the you know the straight up Me Too movement that was happening at that time mm-hmm. was Melissa got wind of an and she had no prior knowledge of this had gotten wind online of another reported assault um, by Nick uh-huh. Carter, and it was published on Radar Online. There was actually a re- police report that was filed um, regarding this attack, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she was consumed by the veracity of the attack online in the comment section of that individual on that for that article. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, you know, she 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 pulled up her bootstraps and said, "I've I've got a I need you know." I'm going to say something and and did so in the form of that blog. And then it got picked up and almost instantaneously, um, once it hit the press in normal, the press um, and went worldwide, uh, the, the, the assaults on Twitter started almost instantaneously. Um, And, you know, you're a liar. Couldn't have happened. He's such a good guy. I know him. Uh, You know, we go on and on and on. I mean, I, I, I pulled some rough statistics uh, just out of, uh, my tracking. I'm a computer scientist by trade. So mm. I've been doing this 30 plus years. Um, the internet is my, <laughs> it's both, it's my backyard, my front yard and my bathroom, to be honest, uh, <laughs> based on this, this problem. But, uh, you know, so I, I, I know my way around 
um, and I can find you know lots of materials. Well, just between the November 2017, which was right before Thanksgiving in, in November 2017, when this hit hit the press, um, through June of 2018, six seven months, there were over 485 tweets alone with the hashtag Melissa Schumann is a liar. Oh my and gosh! They came directly from the fan base of the Backstreet Boys. So, so, so there, so a hashtag develops, <laughs> Melissa yeah. Schumann is a liar and it's yep. coming from his manager, his, his, his. That's a whole, that's a whole nother. Yes. Yeah. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. When we started after, cause here's what happened. I mean, we should talk about the, there was a, there was another, <laughs> there was a response done uh, to Melissa's blog uh, that was written by an individual, uh, an editor of his fan site, uh, directly at, at wait, it, a moderator. Wait, 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 hold on, Cherry. What's the name yeah. of this person, Melissa? Uh, her name is Sarah Taylor. Uh, mm -hmm. She actively writes for Nick Carter's official website. Um, she's a moderator for a company by the name of Wonderful Union. Um, she basically wrote a, a piece called The Curious Case of Melissa Schumann and Nick Carter, something like that. And she posted it on her own fan. So it wasn't on Nick's official website where she published it. Mm -hmm. It was on her own, uh, like a, a side, a very popular Backstreet Boys fan site that she runs right. um, called uh, What's Happening on the Backstreet or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so it was in this piece that she basically it was written as if she wasn't a fan and that she wasn't a moderator for his official right. website. So the right. average reader reading this would not have known. You wouldn't know who this person is. I hope they know who she is now because um, she should be ashamed of herself. And, what, and was she saying that you were a liar on she that? Is, she oh. never said anything blatantly of Melissa Schumann is a liar because that would be defamation. Right. Um, right. Right. Which that would have been so much easier for me to pursue legal action. But what she did do was do a classic victim blaming sort right. of like, well, Melissa did this and Melissa did that. And this doesn't add up. And I don't know about this. So she just kind of picked yeah. through all the things and then basically pushed it out and just said, you know, uh, you know, check your facts. They love to use that. Check the facts before stating your opinion. <laughs> and then and then what ended up happening was Nick Carter's publicist, uh, uh, Jack Ketsian, um, who's a very powerful publicist in the industry, pushes out and also retweets that blog. Wow. Then Donna Burgess from Dancing with the Stars, Nick Carter's uh, dance partner, uh, promotes the blog as well. So now that blog goes viral and all the media publishes that. Wow. So, say, yeah, you know. she actually constructed a narrative. I mean, the, the mind numbing thing about that blog post was beyond, you know, the, not the, the blatant, you know, you're a liar story, but literally started, and this is a tactic just to point this out. And we've seen it over and over again with the other victims uh, that have spoken with Melissa and, and have, uh, had some exposure externally uh, to others. The first, the very first thing that happens to a victim, okay, once it's been identified uh, that their attacker is a public figure and they likely have fans, is they immediately go to the social media of the victim yeah. and scour it for, for contra what they perceive as contradictions and or holes in their story Right. and construct the narrative to destroy the victim and their their story. credibility and 
this has happened to it's, it's happened to Shay, it's happened to Melissa, it's happened to others I can't name, uh, and it's you know, and we've even seen it in, in other victim stories in other parts of uh, the entertainment industry. This right. is a if it is in fact a public figure that has been identified as a perpetrator um, or a predator. The, the first thing the fan base does is goes after the victim in the form of let's go find out what we can dredge up and post online and create a narrative. What's interesting is uh, the blog post from uh, from Sarah Taylor came first and she kind of outlined a narrative. Right. Um, and so, then they so started Jerry, also- Jerry, it so when powerful people get um, identified publicly they often have public relations people. Yes. Yes. And they treat these allegations as just a bad PR day. Correct. And then they respond to it as PR. Yes. And they have, they're utterly shameless about the fact that, wait a minute, this is sex assault. Shouldn't we treat that slightly differently? Right. Um, So what, what fascinates me is your whole point, Jerry, about how, um, so, so basically you get the PR person basically planting the seeds for the defense, yes, right? Correct. right? And then you get the fan base, which is very attached. And, and it's really no different from the way in which the Catholics responded to the scandal early on, right? You right. were anti-Catholic because you were talking about it or the Penn State fan, you know, Penn State fans were rabid that you would say anything yeah. negative about their program. And so, but here you've got a celebrity, like a major celebrity with a fan club. So, um, so what makes me particularly sad for Shay and for Melissa and your families and the other survivors is that it's predictable, but it's so cruel for all those fan club members to go out there and stand on this, you know, the, the internet street waving a flag for Nick Carter. So, um, so was this uh, a short-term thing? Like, did it happen for about a month? It's still, go- it's still going on. We, so, to this day, we get tweets. So that's four years. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So four yes. years and Shay, I know you've been through the same thing. Um, and so then you're forced to choose between, oh, I think I'll get off of social media altogether and disconnect from the world, or I'll live with this. And then if you get off, they're like, oh, see, we expose them. So that's why they're getting off. No, I'm getting off because I don't want to deal with your constant, like harassment, harassment. And like, sorry, it just irritates me. Like when, cause I got off after what they did to me, which I can tell you about later. And it's been, oh, see, Shay was exposed. So now now she's off because she knew that we exposed right. her and she's right. hiding now and have nothing to do with that. I'm not hiding. I just don't want to deal with. Well, I, let, yeah. let's and face I, it. I, You're, I, you are I, both survivors of sex abuse. Um, this is re-traumatizing, right? So wouldn't the normal person, I know I would say, hey, you know what? If I, if this is going to be a painful space for me, I'm going to leave that space. Right. But but the cruelty is we live in a world where, you know, you can have a lot of fun on social media uh, and you can't pick and choose it. And sadly, 
um, this kind of bullying uh, is still permitted by Facebook and by Twitter, and they got to get their acts together for yeah, the sex industry. 100%. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Well, the it's other part of that cool. is, yeah, the other part of it is, you know, just to point this out, I mean, Melissa in her own right has a fan base. Um, and the idea of abandoning social media for her has direct impact on her ability to work, um, to continue to uh, extend her reach into a larger fan base. I mean, she, she was a music artist and, you know, toured with major acts like NSYNC. Um, so that, that's a whole nother part of this. The other part of it is both Melissa and myself, actually, I mean, we, uh, having gone through, and I've been very vocal. I mean, I, I've done my own, you know, meme assaults against the, the, the trolls that have come after, after her and, and me. Um, and, you know, we made the conscious decision. There, there was a time where we, we, it got so vile that, you know, it, for her own good, it was like, Melissa, you need to get off and stop reading what's going on. And I will continue to monitor it. I have alerts and alarms and all the rest of it. But at that, once she got the point where she kind of got her, I won't say the second wind, but where she, she was bolstered up enough on her own that it's like, we're not shutting up. We're not going away. And, you know, we proudly say even today, we're not going away. This is never going to stop being our rallying cry. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and when we do that, we obviously, you know, have repercussions. I mean, and that's why to this day, it's still going on. And, you know, you can look re as recently as probably two or three days and see negative tweets um, regarding Melissa. Right. So, well, and the other tragedy here is that the survivors are out of the statute of limitations. Correct. If they could take Carter to court, they could shut up the trolls. Yep. Because yeah. you could get that's just part of the settlement. Um, and you shut down the fans and and by saying to Nick Carter, "Don't you ever let this come from your uh, group ever again." And right. You know, one of the things that the survivors often ask for in these settlements is a public apology. Right. Yeah. Right. That would go a long way to shutting up um, yeah. his fans. Mm -hmm. But but um, Shay, let me uh, let us hear about your experience about the trolls. What's been going on? Um, well. First of all, thank you for like giving me a voice, because I feel like um because my story hasn't been in the media or anything like that. And people don't know who I am. So I feel kind of like people, and I don't know how, sometimes I don't know how to say what I mean without making it sound rude. So I'm sorry if it sounds rude. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. I feel like some people are like, well, her story hasn't been in the media, so it doesn't matter type thing. And I think that happens to a lot, even other survivors that he has that hasn't come forward. Um, so I appreciate you giving me a chance to to speak um i i don't know like going into it like i came forward in 2000 so i've known them for about three 2019 mm -hmm. and um i also just want to clear up there's this big thing going around that me and the other survivors came forward because melissa and jared are making us and no we're our own people we have our own voice i chose to come forward I actually um, 
reached out to them because I saw what was going on with Melissa and me. This is what I don't understand about other people when they see the harassment that's going on. I knew, okay, I can't let, I didn't know her. I didn't know anything about her, didn't know anything about her group or anything like that. But like, honestly, people are people. I don't care about any of that stuff. All I cared about was, okay, this person is being trash talked and I know that she's telling the truth. What kind of a person would I be if I didn't come forward? And right. one of the first things that Jerry said to me was, you know, Shay, you're being really brave and, you know, I'm proud of you for coming forward, but I'm going to warn you, the troll attacks are intense. And I was like, no, okay, I got it. You know, I'm good. I got it. Um, nothing can prepare you for this isn't this isn't bullying this is like these people have like no hearts sometimes I feel yeah. like it's like they're not even human sometimes it's like the way that they can just casually call people the things the names that they've called us and do the things that they've done it's just like seriously and so I don't know I think the hardest thing for me is I don't have any um other social media for personal reasons that I don't want to get into. But, um, and so, um, you know, I kind of expected a, a little bit of she's lying, whatever, whatever. But I didn't expect um, them to do what they did. And um, so basically, I came forward in the late summer, fall of 2019 they had somebody create a Twitter account and pretend to be my friend and tell me that I could trust them. And at this time, I didn't fully remember everything until um, last year. So at the time that this person was talking to me about what had happened, I told them and I had sent them a DM and I don't remember all of it because I haven't been on Twitter, so I haven't looked at it. But I sent them a DM that said something like, can I tell you something? I feel bad because I wasn't hurt the way that Ashley and Melissa were. Right. And for me, I still, and I don't know why, I still can't even say the word rape. I have to say hurt. That's my way of saying it. And so for me, like I was just trying to process like, because I didn't remember the things that he had done. And so it was like, and I had heard about all the horrible things that he'd done to some of the other survivors. And I was like, Okay, so my story means nothing compared to what he did to them. That's what I meant by them. I never said he never raped me. And so they're posting that DM online saying, see, Shay's exposed. She's a liar. Yeah. And that's what they do. They twist whatever you say. And like, honestly, since I'm Shay and I'm real, I'm just going to tell you, answering your questions, it's going through my mind. Okay, crap. What do I say? What, what am I going to say? How do I filter it in my brain before I tell you and answer my question? Because how can the trolls? We, we Shay, lost Shay's audio. We lost your audio, Shay. We can't hear you. It looks like she dropped her connection. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Now you're back. Shay. Huh? We lost, we lost you for a second. Okay. Okay, so uh, you might want to rewind for about maybe 20 seconds and okay. start back where you were. I don't know if it's the same person, but I will tell you, and I'm not afraid to say this. 
I am pretty sure it's somebody in Nick Carter's camp who did this because no, because of no social media accounts, there's no way for them to know my name. And these people know my name. They have seen pictures of me. There's no other way. That's all I'm right. going to say. Right. And they created this Twitter page and was like, what happened to make Shay change her story? And Melissa and, and these other survivors didn't give you strength. The only thing they gave you strength to do was be a liar. And it was just like constantly like retweeting this stuff. And I'm just like, I, I honestly, Melissa can tell you like, <laughs> bless Melissa and her patience with me. That's all I can say. Because like, there's no way to describe it, but it's like, it's almost like this isn't real. This isn't happening. Like what is going on? And I was like panicking because I honestly, since this happened in 2019, I honestly did not remember writing that DM to that person. I literally had to go back through all of my DMs and be like, okay, wait a minute, what? And like, I don't know the fact that you think it's okay to do that to somebody like I don't know like and people are like oh get over it it's just a bully it's not it's like waking up every day to like 20 tweets of you're such a liar you need to disappear and they like to talk about my autism so you know that's pretty cool let's yeah. put that in there so and and, and, and I want to talk, I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about that because, um, you know, this is challenging enough without having any other issues to have to grapple with. Mm -hmm. And I know that Melissa and Jerry have been very supportive of you. Um, and I want to ask Melissa first about the, um, so it sounds Melissa, like you ended up with PTSD with some anxiety uh so how did it how did it make your life harder to have had this happen to you oh it's good lord um i mean it, it, there was things that i wasn't even aware of that i was doing until up until the recent i'm like oh that's what was going on um it i completely i completely lost my love for my own art in the music industry and in the, as an actor, um, I remember shortly after um, devoting a lot of my time to animal rescue, um, I moved away from LA and I moved, I got married and I moved to San Diego. Um, I feel like I had been running away for a really long time. And I remember a moment where I even decided I was done and I didn't want to, I wanted to take a break from the industry um, because I felt like I couldn't, I felt like I wanted to come back and reinvent myself. Like it was, I don't know how else to explain that, but it was, um, I, I felt like I couldn't fix, I could, there was no resolve. I couldn't fix it. So I felt like if I just disappear. And then I kind of like sneak back in, maybe I can like reinvent myself. And then I don't know. Um, so I greatly, I guess, disassociated, um, and just ran away. I feel like I've lost so many years of my life where I had so much great potential that I, I couldn't, like, I was so stunted. 
And I mean, there was stuff in my own relationships. Um, I actually uh, met my husband or started dating my husband maybe seven months after the attack. Mm. Um, and uh, so my husband's known about it since we started dating because, um, you know, as a Christian and as somebody who was, you know, a celibate was, I was not, I did not, <laughs> I, I still uh, remain true to that conviction in me. Um, and same with my husband, I wanted to make sure that it was clear to him, like, this is what happened to me. If you can, if you consider me dirty or you don't, or you don't consider me still a virgin, cause I still considered myself that because that's something that is, is freely given. That was supposed to be something like romantic, not something traumatic and scarring. Um, so my husband, my husband knew, uh, and then there was, there's been stuff just romantically with us, you know, certain things just getting triggered and, um, all sorts of stuff. So it's been really compounded. Um, you know, having, like Shay said, having nightmares, I've had flashbacks, um, you know, uh, just so, having to, yeah. You know, th this is not unusual for a survivor, unfortunately. Um, but I know both uh, Melissa and Jerry have been trying to support Shay as much as you can because she has this layer of autism to deal with. So what have you been seeing? And then I want to ask Shay how she feels about that. Um, I, I, I will speak to, to kind of what's occurred over the past year, a little over a year or more. Um, you know, Shay, Shay was very forthcoming in the beginning. She reached out to me first um, because she had seen my fight for Melissa. Mm -hmm. And she ended up reaching out to me and I actually conveyed to Melissa, you really need to speak to this girl. Um, I, I would like to point out something that happened to Shay that happened to me was mm -hmm. somebody that basically attempted to infiltrate and try to, to befriend us in the very beginning and then turned around and took DMs out of context between me and this individual. I'm a trust. I'm a somewhat trusting individual, probably less so now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but, but at that point in time, I was, you know, having, you know, I'm the father of five daughters. I'm very proud father of five daughters. Um, and you know, to to have this happen and having living living through this nightmare that occurred online, um, you know, I was. I was actively hoping to see some support, you know, who, what other right. wanting to give some kind of, you know, credence to other survivors, which we knew were out there. I mean, there are police report after police report that has nothing has transpired. Okay. Against Nick Carter. Right. And, and it's, you know, and I was, I wasn't desperate, but it was like, I was at least open to the idea that there's likely others and somebody reached out in a form of a DM and said, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And they, they wrote, they built a Twitter account called Silent Victim, believe it or not, and then turned around and took my DMs in an attempt to basically discredit Melissa and everything. So this, the problem, which, the problem that happened to Shay is not unique. It happened to me early on. Right. Okay. And probably will ha happen to every other survivor out right. there. Um, now, on in regards to Shay, she reached out to me and I and I, you know, she kind of alluded to the fact that I did convey to her that, listen, 
you know, you are brave, very brave. And she was very forthcoming in regards to, you know, I'm autistic and, uh, you know, I have autism and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I have a hard time understanding certain things and whatever else. And she conveyed other information to me that gave me some insight to, and again, five daughters of my own, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to open arms and embrace, you know, somebody in need. Um, and, and so we had that discussion and we, and Melissa ended up talking to Shay and, and coming up with her own, uh, coming up with her own um, ascertaining of, of, you know, Shay's condition and, and the veracity of her claim and all the rest of it. Um, because again, we're at this silent victim problem had already happened to me. So it's like, I'm like now anybody that reaches out, it's like, oh, you know, uh, hold on. You know, what, you know, what's the litmus test you use, uh, especially in social media. Um, so, you know, but Shay's, the, the attacks against Shay after the fact um, and, and the, the detrimental impact that it's had on her has surfaced in so many ways. I mean, between the, you know, the, the panic messaging back and forth about, you know, something that happened and especially she alluded to the fact of this DM that they started pushing around, yeah. calling her a liar and all the rest of it. Oh my God, that was like, that was a, a hurricane that you couldn't, I mean, it was impossible to almost control. Um, and, you know, and she was, and the other thing about Shay and the, the empathetic nature of Shay is she's, she's generally concerned with Melissa and generally concerned with me, with everyone else, with everyone else. Yeah. And how, you know, are we going to stop liking her? You know, I mean, it's that, it's that level of kind of, um, and I, I, I won't allude or get into Shay's background, but I mean, there are reasons why that exists. We understand those. Um, so we're, we're basically, you know, we're telling her, listen, this, you, this changes nothing. And this is, this is par for the course. So Shay's been a trooper. I mean, given, given the, given her own disabilities. And, and I remember Shay in the very beginning talking about how she wasn't very smart. I got to tell you, and, you, and I think you heard it in the opening statement that Shay read. Shay is smart as a whip. Yeah. Right? She, she is articulate. She is talented. Uh, you know, she's written a song, sung that song, sung it with Melissa. Phenomenal it, it, work. And by the way, it is fantastic. I, it is so good. good. Oh, um. Yeah, so yeah. I just want to uh, say that, but Shay, um, I, I know that the, I know that this is painful, but I also know that this was the thing you really wanted to focus on. You know, we've been talking about this for several months. Um, I feel guilty, like because I know that you and Melissa and Jerry are going to get more harassment because you're talking to me, and like. If I could take all the harassment and make it so you guys don't get it, I would because you've been through enough, but I feel bad. Don't need to feel bad. This is, it's unfortunately comes with the territory and you, you know, we've told you time and time again, like you, I, I stand with you and I, I don't care what it is that they dig up or say or whatever. I'm with you. It's important that survivors have a solid support system. And, you know, and, and, and it totally makes sense that when that individual betrayed you and then essentially took, uh, 
the thing that you confided in them and took it out of context and spread it all over the internet, it's only natural and normal to feel like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all support now. I know what you're feeling. I, I felt the exact same way when the blog came out by Sarah Taylor and all the other stuff that they've put out. It's it's per they purposefully do it so that hoping that we would lose that we lose support. But I can assure you that I will not leave your side and 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 there's people listening now and I hope that that they also will uh stand up if if and when they see uh, any continued backlash uh, specifically uh, against you. I hope that people will stand up and put them in their place, report the accounts. And because uh, there needs to be more good people speaking up because there's clearly an army of abuse that goes unchecked online. Melissa, do you want to, you, you, maybe you want to mention, and you're the best one to, uh, to articulate DARVO. And, DARVO. And yeah. yeah. And to let people understand this tactic, because it's one that's been used throughout our experience. Um, and it's it's one I think the general population should know about. Yeah. Yeah. Darvo is something and you'll see it a lot online. I think once people are more educated on it, you'll be able to. The pattern is like so predictable. So um, I'm trying to. Remember what it, so it is basically when what's the acronym for Darvo? It is um, defend. Ooh, reverse hold on i get this right um defend what's the a4 darvo offend i think reverse victim here we go victim offender i think i'm doing this right so darvo stands for defend um afflict or to basically and then reverse victim offender so it's basically yeah. where you take the victim you take the offender and you flip it so by basically you know using Shay, what happened to Shay as an example, you know, she is the victim. They have basically flipped it now to where Nick is the victim and Shay is the offender yeah. by calling her yeah. the liar. And basically, so that is just a classic response from abuse from abusers is to commit Darvo. Yeah. No, and it, it, it happens everywhere. It mm -hmm. happens online. It happens um, in the lawsuits there. They attempt to do it. Uh, there's really no uh, end to what perpetrators will do to figure yeah. out how to devalue the victim yeah. um, and make them go away. But I mean, Shay contacted me quite a while ago, and I am so impressed with you, Shay. Uh, you have been, first of all, you have this huge heart and you're always worried about everybody else. And please, please, please don't worry about me. I am fine. Um, so they want to come after me. For me, it's a game at this point. They're idiots. Um, they're just idiots. And Shay, you don't deserve it. But one of the elements of what you just told me, I had not really realized before. So they're online talking about your autism. Yeah. Um, and um, sometimes they'll respond with, do you need me to, to tell you a little slower so you understand? Um, things like that. Um, like I said, someone said that I need to get it through my thick autistic skull. Um, they've said that um, Jerry and Melissa use mentally retarded and drug addicted individuals to help push their agenda. And just like it's constantly and then like when you 
I don't want to use the word confront, but when you try to defend yourself about it, it's always like, I'm not bullying you. I'm not harassing you. I'm having a conversation. Calling someone a name is not having a conversation. No. And like, I don't know, like, I just, I feel like, well, also like something that I want to say too, like these people, the same people that sent the, the DM, they also got together and said, I can't dox her. I can't find any more information about her. Then a person came out and said, well, if someone wants to secretly DM Miche's personal information, I'll make sure Nick and his camp get it. And I won't tell them who it came from. And it's like, like I said, like, I don't know. It's like, there's no, I don't even know how to explain what I mean. Sorry. Well, well, Shay, Shay, I, I would like to frankly apologize to you for um, the cruelty that's been inflicted on you. You didn't deserve it. Um, And frankly, if Nick Carter wants to continue to have any career whatsoever, he needs to go out front and pull his bullies off of you all uh, and um, stop hiding behind lies. Uh, But when you when you reach the point of, I mean, I, of course, I've seen thousands of examples of the horrors of the bullying of the victims by their perpetrators and by the institutions that empowered them all right. the time. But but they really crossed my line when they're going after you for autism plus being a survivor. That is completely unacceptable and disgusting and Shay, you don't deserve it. Um, And what I hope from this podcast is the world hears this, they Mm -hmm. hear the truth and we can get a whole army of people that can push back against the Nick Carter army that is both lying and destroying. Just not not acceptable. so Shay, was there anything else that you wanted to say? This has been a really illuminating conversation and important. Was there anything else in your head that you wanted to make sure you said for this podcast? Um, I don't know. I'm sure after we're done, I'll be like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's, you know. Yeah. That's, that's human that's, nature. But I also want to say like, we're talking about the harassment from the trolls. It's not just the trolls. It's like friends that I had that turned against me and are no longer because of it, or people that I thought were my friends and they like randomly send me DMs like, oh, I know you're lying. And it hurts the most when people that you thought were your friend do that to you. And so I just want to, you know, express the importance of if you have someone in your family who's a sexual assault survivor and you don't believe them that's fine but don't make it any worse for them by telling them you don't believe them or that they're lying yeah it's just completely and totally it hurts unacceptable. so much worse coming from someone who you thought cared about you yeah well i you know i it, it's so sad because so often uh in fact just last week a survivor told me that essentially once they came forward, all their fake friends disappeared and all of their true friends stepped up. Yeah. Um, I just like, I know that there's no way to like 
I don't even know the word to like get my life back before this all happened but I wish I could because I used to be like bubbly and happy and just like I thought everybody was good and now it's like I second guess myself with everything I do I feel like I have to prove everything as far as like oh I went to the doctor today you want to see a paper that says I went to the doctor like and like that's part of why I wrote my song that I wrote because I had all this stuff in my head and I kind of based it off it's it's called um the song's called it's you and it comes from um you know there's people that'll that'll sometimes like when they're upset with people or you know breaking up with certain people or something they'll say oh well you know um it, it's not you it's me or whatever but I'm, I'm reversing it and like we're not the problem it's society that's the problem and yeah. part of my song says you took away my childhood my innocence and the belief that everyone's good and he really really did and I just want to be Shay again. I just want to be happy. And I feel like I can't do that. And we're being punished for coming forward and doing the right thing. And yeah. I don't understand why it's so bad to tell the truth and want to protect other people. So Shay, it's not, it's good. Um, uh, but the, the other element here is being, uh, having your claims out of the statute of limitations yeah. is nauseating. Um, because it shuts down the ally, having an ally in the courts to tell your story. So um, you've been dealt a really bad hand, but I pray that in not too far in the future that these trolls get wiped off the internet um, by the good people out there and that you can go back to being Bubbly Shay. And I, I really look forward to Bubbly Shay. <laughs> I really do. I, I'm, um, I don't even know how to describe myself. I'm just, I don't know. And like to answer the question, I feel like I didn't answer it. Um, honestly, you asked me about being autistic and dealing with this. Honestly, I don't know how to deal with it any other way because I've always had autism. Yeah. But um, I do know through talking to my therapist and seeing Melissa and other survivors like that my level of processing and thinking is different and it's much slower and like something that people don't also realize is that I also have some other issues from birth and so there's a whole bunch of different things that make my processing time slower and right. um, so when I was 17 when it happened but in actuality I really wasn't 17 I was younger than that and so it's taken me till now I just turned um 38 to kind of put everything together and kind of be like okay this is what it is and like I said I still struggle with saying that he raped me like there's just something about the word rape and so I say he hurt me that's just how I best handle it yeah. but um I don't know I, I think people need to understand too that like people with disabilities we're not like we're not stupid we're not, um, I don't know, Melissa showed me a statistic that 83% of um, disabled women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. And I was thinking that's too many and I'm only one person, but all it takes is one person. So if I have to be the one to come forward and speak up for 
all the people who have disabilities who can't speak, I'm blessed to be able to speak, then, you know, I'll do that because their stories matter too. You are, Shay, you are so inspiring. <laughs> um, and, and Melissa and Jerry, you are too. <laughs> I mean, you're fighting this invisible enemy. Give me a break. Um, so I'm really sorry, um, Melissa and Shay, for what had to happen to you. I'm sorry, Jerry, of what this has done to you because it's taken you down paths you wouldn't have voluntarily chosen. But let's change things. Uh, and let's get, um, let's embarrass these trolls. So I know our listeners are super good people and will be very supportive, Shay. So you just take care of yourself. I hope you have um, a really good um, uh, feeling having done this. And I know it was terrifying, but boy, you've been great. Thank you so much. Thanks to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. And if I could say one thing, and you, you pointed out, you know, getting the trolls wiped off the internet, which would be lovely, to be very honest. Um, knowing the reach that Child USA has and the ear, potential ears that will pick up this podcast and eyes, um, let's change the statute of limitation laws across yeah. the United States. Thank you. I'm hoping that a leg legislators listen to the pain and understand that it takes an inordinate amount of time for most victims of sexual assault to process what happened to them, even if they weren't a child, which is horrific. I mean, that yeah. alone is, I mean, you know, the, yes, but I think there are adults. Melissa was 18, not, you know, not that far off being a child still from a, from a chronological standpoint, but it took her a long time to process yeah. I mean, one just just because I want to tell you the level at which this impact, this one statement in her blog literally sent me to the ground, which was, I certainly don't want to be known for this. I never want any, wanted to anybody to know about my story. I wanted to lock it. Jerry. Yeah. You okay? Dad. Lock it in a box and let the memory slowly suffocate. Yeah, that hurts. That's that's the last thing any parent ever wants to read. Well, I just want to say, God bless you all. You're fighting the good fight and you're thank right. Thank you, Marcy, for the work that you do. And thank you so much for amplifying um, voices of survivors all over, all over the place, all over the world. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, good things, good things will happen from this. Yeah. That's what, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so thanks everybody. And um and we'll send you the edited version. You tell us what you think. Uh, we will not publish it without permission, Shay. Uh, and um, I really hope you have a good holiday. Awesome. You too. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you're, you. all, you're all heroes. <laughs> so, thanks. Thank you, Marcy. Take care. <laughs>